A word of warning. What follows includes harrowing testimony and graphic descriptions of human rights violations. Surviving victims of gross human rights abuses continue to steer the Truth Commission's Amnesty Committee into uncharted territory in mid-July 1997. Until then, the amnesty script was predominantly couched in legalities, with only judges and lawyers jogging the memories of both perpetrator and victim. But all this changed during the amnesty hearing of former Western Cape security policeman Captain Jeff Benzine, the man whose name sent shivers down the spines of young freedom fighters and whose name became synonymous with the wet bag and sadistic torture. Anki Samuel and Kenneth McAteer's report. Eerstens, vraag ik verskoning vir enige persoon, persoon wat ek benadeel en of leed aangedoen het. Jeff Benzine prefaces his amnesty hearing with an Afrikaans apology to every person he has harmed and injured, even those he can't remember. But he hasn't forgotten Tony Yengeni, Peter Jacobs, Ashley Forbes, Gary Cruiser and Niklo Pedro. A handful of freedom fighters he has violated. ANC Member of Parliament Tony Yengeni musters up the courage to question Benzine first. Now, when we got to Kulambo police station, do you remember then what happened? I know that I interrogated you and I placed the wet bag over your head and I smothered you. The bag in question is black in colour, a bag that Benzine refines as his tool of torture, a bag that Yengeni never forgets. What, what kind of man uses a method like this one of the wet bag to other human beings repeatedly and listening to those moans and cries and groans and taking each of those people very near to their deaths. What kind of men are you? I'm talking about the man behind the wet bag. Mr. Ngeni, I, I, Jeff Benzin, have asked myself that question to such an extent that I voluntarily and it is not easy for me to say this with a lot of people who do not know me, approached psychiatrists to find out what, what type of person am I. Tony Yengeni has more than just interrogation in mind. He wants Benzine to show him the comrades he betrayed and the world why he cracked. Commissioners, it was a cloth bag that would be submerged in water and then the way I applied it was I'd get the person to lie down on the ground on his stomach normally with that person's hands handcuffed behind its back then I would take up a position in the small of the person's back put my feet through between his arms and then pull the bag over the person's head and uh, twist it closed 
around the neck in that way cutting off the air supply to the person. But Yengeni insists on putting a picture to Benzin's halting explanation. You are going to need a volunteer to play the part of the victim then, says Judge Andrew Wilson. ANC Youth League members, the BC Sequatcha volunteers. But what are you going to use for the black bag, asks Amnesty Committee member Sisi Gampepe. A blue pillow slip, replies Yengeni. But I don't have handcuffs and I'm not as agile as I used to be, mutters Benzin. Judge Hassan Mall ignores his plea and directs the public performance. The Amnesty panel stands to watch the bizarre drama. Cameras click and capture another first. Everyone else stares. Some wonder how they can feel compassion for a man they should hate. What will his family say about this sexually loaded image? Tony Yengeni strokes his throat. How did I react and respond to you the back? I know that after the method was applied, you did take us to the house of Jennifer Schreiner where we took out a lot of limpet mines, hand grenades and firearms. Softly spoken, Ashley Forbes is the only Section 29 detainee who Jeff Benzin practically lived with for six months. Do you remember how you said I taught you to smoke? asks Benzin. How we travelled throughout the country? Do you remember saying that you had never had so much Kentucky Fried Chicken? How you played in the snow for the first time on the N1 highway? Do you remember that I brought you westerns and fresh fruit on Sundays? Ashley Forbes remembers, but refuses to let Benzin play with his mind. Do you remember that when the wet bag method is used that my pants was pulled towards my ankles? I cannot remember it specifically, but I may concede yes. Can I then also just ask if you remember that while I was laying on the ground that somebody inserted a metal rod into my anus and shocked me? No, sir. As heinous as it may sound, I used an electric generator on one person, on Peter Jacobs, not on you. Benzin's bloated face glistens with sweat. His eyes are bloodshot and the bags under his eyes black. Peter Jacobs is allegedly the first freedom fighter that Benzin ever tortures. He stutters and asks the Amnesty Committee to be patient with him. At some point you added electric shocks to me. Where did you add those shocks? In which parts of my body, to be more clear? If I said to Mr. Jacobs, I put the electrodes in his nose, I may be wrong. If I said I attached it to his genitals, I may be wrong. If I put a probe into his rectum, I may be wrong. Can I possibly... Did you, during your service, used all three methods? In the case of Mr. Jacobs, yes. I was prepared to do anything short of killing you, says Benzin. You just laughed at us and refused to sing like a bird. I think it's about the fourth time when I thought I'm dying. You woke me up 
and you said, Peter, I've taken to the verge of death as many times as I want to. But here you're going to talk. And if it means when you die, that is okay. Remember that. I concede I may have said that, sir. But I want you to know, I want you to tell me, because this is important for me. Did you say that? Yes, I did say that. A lingering image of the lengths to which Benzine was prepared to go is the experience of Niglo Pedro, what lawyer Michael Donan describes as an addition to the torturer's repertoire. When the Aliwal North security police arrest Pedro at the Lesotho border, he allegedly swallows a piece of paper with the name of a contact. Benzine wants that name, so he takes Pedro to the toilet where he shoves a stick into his anus, saying, I'll get that note out of your stomach. It is a lie about the stick in his anus. What I really wanted was the unpleasant task of him to squat on a piece of newspaper to pass the stool when necessary. Did he do that? I think he did, yes. Well, what did you do? Did you do anything? The feces was examined by me. In his presence? In his presence. Borders blur, and all that haunts the nation is the wet bag, the fragile but courageous interaction, the victim in the perpetrator, and the lasting wounds. <laughs> ¶¶ 